0: Welcome in on a Monday edition of the show. BYU checking in inside the top 10 in both major national polls. What does that mean for the Cougars as they get ready for a critical showdown? Might be the showdown of their season this coming Friday night at Boise State. I'll also, let you know what I learned after reviewing the film of the Western Kentucky game. A couple of notes to pass along. And we'll get to that on today's show, as well as a heartwarming and cool moment from the post-game of that game against Western Kentucky that Jack DeMuni lifted the lid on that we need to talk about as well. So a lot to get to on a Monday edition of the show. Our title sponsor today is our good friends at Bilt Bar. Go to BiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On and save 20% on your next order. We are also brought to you today in part by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you a little bit more about both of those great companies here in just a little bit. All right. With that rundown out of the way, let's waste no more time and break into it. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 2nd, 2020. What's up, friends? I'm Jay catch your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. A big thank you once again for joining us on your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. A new month, but a note before we break into what we we're going to talk about, the real news of the day. We'll break this news that another record-breaking month for the Lockdown Cougars podcast happened in October, and it's a huge credit to all of you who joined us throughout the month. Download numbers have never been bigger. Our listenership has never been larger. It is a credit to you guys. A big thank you from the bottom of my heart for your support of the podcast. It is so much fun to see you guys believing in this product, and a huge thank you to all of you who have tuned in to the podcast. All right, uh, let's get going here. and Let's talk about this. BYU moves up in the national polls after that 41-10 to 10 route of Western Kentucky. They move up in the a- Amway coaches poll from number 10 to number 9. And in the AP poll, which as you guys who have listened to this podcast know that I put more stock into the Associated Press poll, I feel like the media members, a little more I what I would term, um, I don't know how to determine, a uh, little more of a impartial and more straightforward process, I don't know how to describe it. I just believe that the AP voters are more in the know. They're not having some coach have his sports information director say, yeah, just fill it out and put my name on and submit it. It is nice to see the coaches poll rewarding BYU. So it's awesome to see. But the media poll with the AP, the Associated Press, putting BYU inside the top 10, Well, the Cougars now have accomplished something in the polls they haven't done in over a decade. The last time BYU was inside the AP poll top 10 was 2009. That season, the Cougars rose as high as number seven in the polls. And it is a lot of fun to see BYU that high up. I, I can't deny that. It's a ton of fun to see the Cougars rolling and really having some fun out there. I do think that the Cougars are going to hit a glass ceiling at some point still. I still believe at some point that they will hit a ceiling that they just can't get past because the national pollsters won't move them any higher. I do also worry, and this is probably a discussion for after this week, but I worry the fact that BYU only has three games currently left on their schedule is also going to hurt BYU considering we still have over a month of the season left. Uh, There will be games being played, regular season games being played until December 12th. BYU will play a home game on December 12th against San Diego State. But between now and then, just two games outside of San Diego State for BYU. You'd like to see maybe at least one more game added in there, but all indications are everything I have heard is that BYU is kind of standing pat right now. I don't know. What their game plan is to keep themselves in the national consciousness during that interim period. But it is a concern if you're a media member like myself who's trying to look at how BYU stays where they're currently slated, maybe moving up a little bit. But how do they not backslide? I really do feel like that's the concern for the BYU football program. But as it is, all you can worry about at this point for BYU is winning the biggest game on your schedule, which is this Friday night against number 21 Boise State. We have a top 25 showdown on the blue turf up there in Boise, and it's a critical, critical game for BYU. You win this game, you go and do something you've never done, and that is win on the blue turf at Boise State, win at Albertson Stadium for the first time, and I think you legitimize, in many people's eyes, your program. I think a lot of people still question, well, who has BYU actually played? I know Utah fans, there there have been all of my mentions all weekend long. Trust me, I, I see it every weekend. But I think there are a lot of skeptics out there outside of Utah fans, even some Utah State fans probably. I think there's some in the national consciousness who are like, okay, this BYU team's good. We see that. They're beating up on these teams. But have they played anybody of note? I think the best team they have played so far is Houston. And Houston is not a world beater. Boise State, though, that is a program with a national cachet. They have been in the national consciousness for the better part of two decades. They kind of broke out that 1999-2000 range, and since then, they've been a mainstay in the top 25. People think that they're among the best, if not the best, G5 program out there. So BYU, if you want to legitimize yourself and really make people stand up and say, you know what? This is a different BYU football program. They have finally come around under Kalani Satake's direc- direction, his tenure. They're finally back to being the BYU of old. You go and establish establish yourself and announce yourself with a big win at Boise State. I don't know how much more I can stipulate how big the stakes are in this game against Boise on Friday night. We'll try all week long to get you ready for that game, but I can tell you this much. In my opinion, this is the most important game in BYU football program history in two and a half decades, if not longer. This game cannot be overstated how important it is for the Cougars, for their legacy, for their program, for recruiting, for just the simple fact of the matter that BYU can reestablish itself as a national power with a win in many people's eyes. If you want the old BYU, well, guess what? Go be the old BYU and beat the crap out of the Broncos on the blue and win that game. You do that, I think a lot of people are going to be like, all right, the boys in Provo, they're back. They're back to playing. Those Mormons in Provo, they're back to beating the crap out of people. And you know what? It's fun when BYU is considered among the nation's elite. They are right now. They're a top 10 program, folks. We have the number nine team. We get a privilege to watch play this Friday night. Let's hope they go out and just really, I, and I don't want to say shock the world, But let's hope they go out there and just show the world that, you know what? This BYU football program, we're back to being the big bad boys from Brigham Young. That's what we want to see from the BYU football program. Will it come to fruition? Only time will tell. We'll see that game 7.45 p.m. Mountain Time on FS1 on Friday night. That's when BYU needs to bring it. We'll talk more about the fact that they're not practicing tomorrow for BYU, et cetera, and how that might put them at a disadvantage. We'll break into that. But the stakes of this game, they have never been higher, and I'm looking forward to the game, period. I'm excited to see it. I think this BYU football program understands what exactly they're facing when they face off against the Broncos. But you know what? Go up there, play loose. And I, I don't play loose is a very weird term, but this is a program that could have BYU really uptight and thinking, okay, we got to go up there. We got to be very careful. You know what? If I'm Kalani Sitake, I'm telling these guys go play the way you have played all year long, play fast, play loose. And we'll let the chips fall where they may. I think if BYU plays their best game this year, folks, they're going to be Boise state and they'll beat them fairly comfortably. But obviously you got to make the trip up to Boise, a place you've never won before. And prove everybody wrong. All right, we'll have more on this as the week progresses, obviously. But come up here in just a second. I want to take one last look back at Western Kentucky. What did I take away after rewatching the film? I've got some notes, some things I took away, particularly from the first half. I still think that second half was absolute garbage, but we'll break that down for you here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at AllGuard Pest Control folks. We've told you a lot about this company, but I can't emphasize enough how great of a company it is. We did a giveaway on Friday's show. Casey Finlinson, you are our winner of a free treatment from AllGuard Pest Control. If you guys would like to be in the running to receive another free treatment from AllGuard Pest Control, well, it's a simple process. Every Friday, Seth Baird, the owner of All Guard Pest Control, is going to join me on the show. We're going to talk about some of the questions you guys submit, and those questions you submit make you eligible to win a free treatment from All Guard Pest Control, and I will vouch for this company. They take care of my home, and they do the best job I have seen from a pest control company. They offer all kinds of treatment programs, two in particular. One is a quarterly pest control program. That they come out once every three months. Make sure that your home is protected against that season's uh, pests that are coming out. They want to make sure your house has the that barrier up around it all year long. That way you can feel and have that peace of mind inside your home. Additionally, though, if you only need a one-time service, they'll also come take care of you the one time. They'll leave you alone. They don't make you sign a contract, quote unquote, that requires quote unquote, follow up visits to see how you're doing. That's more than one treatment, folks. It's a one-time treatment. They will take care of it and they will leave you alone. Allgard Pest Control is the best company for your pest control needs, capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front, no matter where you live. Wasatch, Davis, Weber, Salt Lake Counties, Utah Counties, even on and down into Juab County, if you're in the Nephi area, they're happy to treat you down there as well. Give them a call anytime you need, 801-851-1812. That's the phone number. Let them know that Locked On Cougars sent you when you call them. Tell Seth and his team that your big BYU fan will take care of you as well because they're big-time Cougar fans, as you've heard from Seth. He's a huge BYU supporter. So 801-851-1812. That's All Guard Pest Control. You can learn more about them at their website, All Guard Pest Controls with an S, allguardpestcontrols.com. Love this company? Submit your questions now for Friday's show. and be entered to win a free treatment from All Guard Pest Control. But don't hesitate if you need anything taken care of, Call All Guard Pest Control, 801-851-1812 or check them out online at allguardpestcontrols.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the years of best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at kubotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. As I said, I wanted to take one last look back at the Western Kentucky game for BYU before we spring forward and get ready for Boise State this week. But some of the things I think I took away from this game against Western Kentucky are actually going to be something that helps BYU as they prepare for a pretty good Boise State team. First thing from this, after rewatching the film – I was very impressed with Western Kentucky's offensive line. I know that that twenty-play uh, drive in the third quarter just made people irate. that BYU's defense couldn't get off the field, and yes, there's something to be said for the fact that BYU allowed a twenty-play drive, but also at the end of it, did hold strong on a four-down stop near the goal line to keep no points on the to allow no points onto the board. But that aside. I really liked what Western Kentucky had on their offensive line. I thought they did some good things. This is a team, speaking of Western Kentucky, that came in with 130 career starts on that offensive line. That's as many, if not more, than BYU's offensive line had coming into the game. We always have liked to tout that BYU has an offensive line that had 100 plus starts returning. Well, Western Kentucky had that. I think that unit showed it themselves to be that just that way in that game. I also liked Western Kentucky in terms of their ability to cover guys one-on-one. I know there were some pretty gross uh, targeting ejections for Western Kentucky. And honestly, the fact that they kept defending, this is an abnormal, this is an uncharacteristic Western Kentucky deal. They only have three penalties a game. I don't know what was up with Western Kentucky in that game. It was pretty evident that they were taking some shots at BYU. But you know what? So be it. I was impressed, though, by Western Kentucky's ability to guard wide receivers like Gunnar Romney and Dax Milne. The nice part is Dax Mill and Gunnar Romney, they still had a field day against what I thought was one of the better secondaries the BYU has faced this year. They're going to face probably their best secondary they've faced all year long when they take on Boise State this coming Friday night. But again, a nice tune-up against a team like Western Kentucky is only going to help BYU. Western Kentucky's offensive line, I think, is better than Boise State's. So you hope that after seeing a pretty good offensive line for BYU's defensive line, who struggled in this game, I'll freely admit it, Rewatching it, not impressed with guys like Kyris Tonga, Zach Daw, they struggled by and large. It was a rough night for them. But that strength of that team, speaking of Western Kentucky on that offensive line, it should be that iron that sharpens the iron of BYU's defensive line going against a rebuilt Boise State offensive line this week. Of course, Boise State's got more talent, I think, than Western Kentucky, but having a good offensive line to, to get yourself ready for a Boise State against is never a bad thing. A couple other things for you guys. I'm hopeful of hearing some good news in terms of the injury department for BYU. Guys like Zane Anderson, he went down on that kickoff just before halftime for BYU, went up 35-3, to holding his ankle. He was on crutches after the game. You hope that he's able to come back. I know Kalani Satake told Gregor Bell after talking to Zane that there was some hope that he might be able to play this coming Friday against Boise State. I I would say that's wishful thinking, in my personal opinion, if you're going to go down and hold your ankle like that, but who knows? Obviously, there can be things done. Obviously, you can hope that he heals up enough to play, but... Here's not wishing the best for guys like Zane Anderson. I hope Neil Pout was okay after taking that shot to the head. Dax Milne also took a shot on that targeting that he absorbed. Tyler Algier had his helmet ripped off and then got punched in the face on a tackle in that game. You hope all those guys are right and they're ready to go for Friday night. It was a fairly costly game in terms of injuries, especially in the case of Zane Anderson, because obviously Octavius Evans, Khalil Shakur, all of these uh, athletes that Boise State has on the offensive side of the ball, you want to have all of your secondary players available to you if at all possible. Chris Wilcox did not play in this game against Western Kentucky. I have no clue on his status. I can tell you that much. I had heard he was going to be out ahead of the game, but I was told no details from my sources down there in Provo as to why he he was out whether it's injury related, etc. I do not know. So hopefully he's back because you would like to have your senior star cover corner back for a game like this against Boise state. But we'll see a couple of notes for you guys of guys that impressed me. I really liked what Isaiah Kafusi showed in this game against Western Kentucky. Isaiah is enjoying what I like to call the senior bump at linebacker for BYU. A guy who is playing above and beyond what he has showed previously in his career at BYU. And it's something that's going to, I think, going to help Isaiah if he wants to play at the next level. You want to see guys who finish their career with a flourish. And that gives them that opportunity to go to the NFL and have a bigger role as they move forward. Obviously, the mainstays right now in the NFL are guys like Kyle Van Noy and Fred Warner. Do I think Isaiah Kafusi is on the same level as those players? Not necessarily, but I do think that Isaiah, his play this season, is going to earn him extra looks from NFL scouts and front office personnel because of what he is doing. He was impressive against Western Kentucky. And that's just including the big play where he stripped that ball and also recovered it. I think that Zane Anderson had something to do with that strip as well because he made the first hit, but then obviously you saw uh, Isaiah come in and clean it up and get the recovery. Additionally, another senior that I think is having a fantastic season is going to earn himself extra looks and an opportunity to play at the next level is Troy Warner, folks. I am stunned week after week by how well Troy is playing. He is finally living up to the four-star billing he had coming out of high school. Injuries really have derailed him during his time as a Cougar. But the nice part is, speaking of Troy, is it is fun to see him finally healthy and playing the way that I think everybody hoped he could play. And I think safety is the right spot for him. He has the ability to cover guys. We've seen that. His time as a corner while he's been at BYU. He also does it at times with BYU's defense as it stands when they go in that cover one format. He does cover guys one-on-one. But... His best role is to be a free-roaming safety, and he does a great job of that. I really am impressed with him. I thought his game against Western Kentucky was very impressive. A couple of notes that kind of bugged me from this game, though. Joe Tukuafu, if you're going to be snapping the ball that high, you can't just keep doing it. When your quarterback, speaking of Baylor Romney, tells you, hey, it's high, when he kind of snared the one, tells you it's high, get the snap down and he just continued to snap it high and high. You just can't have that, because obviously it, it ended a drive or ended with a field goal, a drive that might have ended up in a touchdown had he been able to keep those snaps down. Something needs to be worked on. It's not necessarily a big deal considering he's a reserve offensive lineman, but you want to see those type of mistakes avoided especially if you're a guy who could see time in a game like Boise State if a guy like James MP gets hurt you just can't have something like that happen in a big game like this So you hope that they work on that this week with Joe Tukuafu. also was uh, less than enthused about the amount of drops in this game for BYU I felt like it was the most drops in a game that BYU's wide receivers had the one in particular that killed me was the what 50 yard pass to Keanu Hill, the two defenders right around him and Zach Wilson drops it right into a bucket and it drops through Keanu Hill's hands. He was obviously upset about it, but man, was that a kill. And there's some other ones in this game. BYU needs to work on the dropsies. You can't have stuff like that against Boise State. And then one other thing I wanted to see cleaned up this week is I want to see the rotation at offensive line tightened up. We saw mass rotations at right guard, at right tackle by multiple guys in this game. I feel like the left side of BYU's offensive line, Brady Christensen, Brady Christensen and Clark Barrington, they're locked in. That left side is very, very good. At center, James Empey, when he's healthy, he's the man. Right guard and right tackle, you got to figure it out. I'm done with this rotation. You had a two-week uh, evaluation period with it. Four guys like Eric Mateos going into Boise State. You need to settle on your best five offensive linemen and those need to be your guys in this type of a game. You can't keep switching Chandon Herring for Tristan Hodge and then Keanu Saliapaga, and then Harris LeChance, and Blake Freeland. You can't just keep rotating these guys every other series and expect the continuity to be there. There were struggles for BYU's offensive line, particularly on the right side because of all that rotation I felt like. I hope there is enough film now from two games as well as all the practice film over the past two weeks and also this week that they finally settle on, you know what, these are our five guys. In my opinion, personally, I think the best five offensive linemen for BYU for my money, left tackle, Brady Christensen, left guard, Clark Barrington, center, James Empey, right guard, Tristan Hodge, right tackle, Blake Freeland. I think that's your best five. Chandon Herring is a starting caliber offensive lineman for BYU. He absolutely should be in the mix, but he might be the one guy who's the odd man out because he has the ability to contribute at both guard and right tackle, but there's not a spot for him because there's other guys who are just a little bit better at those positions. Granted, this is just my evaluation. I'm not being paid the big bucks to put those formations together, the rotations, etc., Eric Mateos and Jeff Grimes will have to settle on the guys, but I do think that you need to settle on a five-man set and go with it. You can't keep rotating guys, especially going into a critical showdown against the Broncos this Friday night. So there you go. That's what I took away from that game against Western Kentucky. A lot of that came from the first half. The second half, I could watch the entirety of it. Just wasn't much to take away from it, sadly. And it was simply due to the fact that Western Kentucky refused to let BYU blow them out. And they were holding on to the ball. And more than content down, what, 28 to pick up three yards of pop and just control the clock. Whatever. You guys had your prerogative. We'll just leave it there. All right. Coming up in a moment, though, a really heartwarming story that came out after the game and something that I wish we would been able to ask one of the key participants in this moment to talk about it because he spoke to the media afterwards we did not find out about it until he was done with his post-game media availability. We'll talk about that. You probably know what I'm talking about, but we'll examine that here in just a moment. Today's show, as I mentioned in the open, our title sponsor is Built Bar. Love this company. The Built brand is a great company, a local company, by the way, for those of you living here in the state of Utah, based right in Utah County, but they have the best tasting protein bars on the market with the Built Bar. I mean that. I I stand by it. I love Built Bars. I crave them. They're part of my daily routine in terms of what I eat, and they are the best, folks. They're perfect for you. Those of you who may be on a keto diet, they're also perfect for people who want to lose or maintain weight. It is the perfect snack for the health-conscious guy or gal, and maybe if you're not as health-conscious, because I freely admit I'm not the most health conscious human being out there, but built Bars are a great addition to whatever your diet is. 18 different flavors, both nut and non-nut flavors. They have a flavor I can guarantee you will enjoy. To be honest with you guys, I don't think I've had one yet. and I'm pretty sure I've tried all 18. There may be one or two I haven't, but I've enjoyed every single one of them. Some of my favorites include peanut butter brownie. I'm I'm a big fan of the orange chocolate, and I'm also a big fan of the cherry barcia. I think it's a great nickname, cherry barcia. Get it? But check it out, guys! It's built bar. Go to builtbar.com. Learn more about these all new built bars. They've completely revamped them over the past few months, and we couldn't be happier to be representing this brand right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. When you go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, On L O C K E D O, and you'll get twenty percent off your next order. A fantastic way to save some significant money on the best tasting protein bars. I mean it when I say that you guys will crave built bars just like I crave them. They are the best of the best. Once again, go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on, save yourself 20% on your next order. That's builtbar.com using the promo code locked on. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Now, as we round things out on this Monday edition of the podcast, I wanted to talk about a cool story that emerged from Saturday night's game against Western Kentucky. Jack DeMooney, who, of course, is BYU's coordinator of on-campus recruiting and community-slash-player relations, shared a photo after the game, and it shows Kyle Griffiths, a senior fullback, as well as Isaiah Kafusi, guy we talked about a little bit earlier, a senior uh, linebacker who's a team captain, handing a Book of Mormon to a Western Kentucky offensive lineman. It was really, really interesting, and a lot of people wondered what was going on. Uh, Jack Mooney, his tag on this says, I was fortunate to catch this priceless scene between Isaiah Kafusi and Kyle Griffith giving this player from Western Kentucky a Book of Mormon after the game and sharing their testimonies of the gospel. I love our boys. They're great examples to the world. The Western Kentucky player who's holding it is offensive lineman Gunner Britton uh, vanquished the foe Robbie McCombs did a great job with this I think it was a really cool thing and Robbie did a great job tracked down Gunner Britton on social media and asked him about it and Gunner's response was quote we were just talking during the game and I wanted to learn more of their faith Gunner said they were great guys uh, Kyle Griffiths explained the interaction saying they quote they had questions throughout the game so Isaiah grabbed me and said hey two by two come help me out with something, unquote. That was a really cool thing, folks. I don't mean to get super religious on this uh, podcast, but we can't ignore the fact that BYU is a sponsored institution by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I, like many of you listening to this podcast, served a mission for the church. I had two incredible years serving the people of Taiwan. And you know what? We all talk about the fact that our, that the, 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 work of the Lord, sharing the gospel, that type of stuff. I'm struggling for words here. Apologize, but we all understand, you know what? We need to be an example of this in all places, in all different facets of our lives. Well, I never thought that I would see a Book of Mormon being handed out after a BYU football game, but that's exactly what we saw happen on Saturday night. I thought it was really, really cool to see that happen. Uh, shout out to Kyle and Isaiah. That was really nice to see them take an opportunity to share the gospel. I think that many of us understand that BYU football stands for more than just playing football. They are a program of guys, the vast majority of them, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, many of them who have served missions like Isaiah and Kyle Griffiths, and they want to be representatives of their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I think it's really cool they took this opportunity after a game to share Book of Mormon with this, with this young man, Gunnar Britton. And who knows if Britton ultimately is going to just take it and join the church or if he's just going to leave the Book of Mormon on a shelf somewhere and move on with his life. I don't know where the story is going to lead in that. But it was a really cool scene to see play out. I think that is a, a cool, cool thing that BYU players took an opportunity after the heat of battle playing a game which – Tensions did rise. There were a bunch of Western Kentucky players that were ejected in this game and some frustration boiling over and whatnot. But two of BYU's players saw afterwards, you know what? This guy's asking questions. Let's take an opportunity and share what we we believe in, what we're all about with this young man. So once again, a tip of the cap to both Kyle Griffiths as well as Isaiah Kafusi, and also a tip of the cap to Robbie McCombs up there with Vanquish the Foe. He chased this story down, and really, really cool to see him chase the story down and get some of the insight that I don't think anybody else had. So great story, great examples, and I think these two young men, speaking of Kyle Griffiths and Isaiah Kafusi, you know what? That's awesome that they took the opportunity to share their testimonies of what they believe in with a guy who has interest in the church. And you know what? Kind of funny that it happens during a football game, but you know what? Maybe this Britain kid had been interested in the LDS faith and said, you know what? I'm playing against these guys. I might as well ask this question now. I may never get this opportunity again. Here's hoping that some missionaries in Bowling Green, Kentucky will follow up with Mr. Britain and we'll see if there's more to this story at some point down the road. But to echo Jack Demuni, cause I know exactly what he would be saying hurrah for Israel. All right, that's gonna do it for a Monday edition of the show. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed, if you would like to reach out to me there, is at Jacob C Hatch. And feel free to email the show anytime. LockedonBYU at gmail.com is the email address. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars Podcast from November 2nd, 2020, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.